Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 1420, the Watch Clicker podcast with your host, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, fuck off. <laughs> Will, how are you? Hey, happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for partying. I Absolutely. love when we get all of us together in the same phone call. Yeah, it's good. It Shut up. <laughs> it is good. So, how are you, Everett? I can tell you're a little uncomfortable because I normally lead the conversation in the first <laughs> 45 well, seconds. Well, usually so. I don't feel like I hurt your feelings. Yeah, and this no, time you hurt your feelings. No, it's just, it seemed like a good opportunity to pretend I had hurt feelings. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm good, man. It's just so, so crazy. We were just talking, uh, the three of us, about how crazy work has been. Um, but it's like, it's, I'm just having a season, man, where work has been totally insane. The good news is I'm starting to like, I'm not getting ahead of the work, but I'm starting to get comfortable with the things I like, I know what I haven't done yet. So the list of 30 things, I've seen them 30 times. And so now I'm feeling like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's that thing I haven't done. That's fine. Whereas it's not the, it's not the enemy. I don't know. Yeah. It's not the whack-a-mole. It's it's a manageable <laughs> oh, lineup. No. It is very much whack-a-mole. Oh. It is, yeah. Every day, 75% of every day is dealing with fires that have popped up that day. That sounds awful. And 25% yep. is dealing yep. with the long list. So. Yep. That's, that's pretty much my life, too. Instead of whack-a-mole, it's a hydra. I get rid of one problem, and I get two more. <laughs> yeah, right. Just... That's... Yep. Also sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, you're the one who gets to turn off your, turn off your, you know, you punch out and then you're done, right? Or I don't, and then I make more money. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that I mean, same for me, right? Uh, that's the good news is when I'm busy, I'm, I'm, you know, mo money, mo problems. But yeah, how about you? Well, when you work really hard, you just get paid the same, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> that's so a good no matter, feeling. No matter how many hours I put in, I am worth the same amount of money. I I always kind of liked that that fat feeling because when i would just fuck off and accomplish nothing for the day i'm like man i made so much money to do nothing today that's right <laughs> and i felt justified in it because there were times where like at the end of the end of the month i would be like oh i made six dollars an hour great yeah <laughs> yeah you know i went golfing last friday and i had some stuff i had a lot of work to do and it, i did have that feeling of guilt right it's like a i'm not making money and b i'm not getting anything done Self-care, man. It's important. That's true. It's a real thing. Yeah, that's true. And I well, got so pretty took, well. I took two days off, uh, Friday and yesterday, Monday. Um, and it, it just, it was one of those things that just had to be done. I was just burnt out, needed some days. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get all this watch stuff done because I'm going to have nothing to do. I didn't do any of it. <laughs> that, that I, I just, right. I just enjoyed being lazy. <laughs> right, right. You, you know, I think that there is, there comes a time where, well, I'm pretty good at balancing work life when I'm not super busy at work. But when I'm super busy at work, my my sort of social or fun responsibilities really take a hit. I lose motivation um, to do the extra stuff. So I've got to figure that out at some point. I don't know if there is a figuring that out. I think that's just normal. It's just seasons. That's, I'm cyclical like life. that, too. Like I, I, I'll go through, you know, a month, month and a half where I'm real and nothing changes at work. Real productive at home. And then a month, month and a half, where I'm I'm useless. Like if I'm not if I'm not working, there's no value in me. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, I need to flatten those. I bring them closer to sure. Yeah, I, whatever. You need, need to find your chi. Time. Yeah, and also towards the end of summer, I I get like reverse seasonal affective disorder because I hate summer. I hate it a lot. I hate being hot. I hate being sweaty. And all the things I love happen in the fall. So, like, come August, I'm just done with it. I'm like, yeah. bring me September, bring me football, bring me hunting, bring me cold. Let, let's be done with this part of the year. That's exactly where my wife is at. She is, yeah. she's like, I want to put out the fall candles, the wreath on the door, the, all the orange stuff. Yeah, she, she's done with summer. Yeah, no, I, I get that way. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's the end of August, so this is kind of on par. This is my normal annual cycle just burn out on summer yep burned out oh which reminds me i keep forgetting to do this so my wife does listen to the podcast oh, oh really yeah on the first episode i was on i think this was before we merged i'm pretty sure um i said that she watched gilmore girls 
I have been corrected to the extreme. She does not watch Gilmore Girls. And oh. She wanted to make sure that everybody knows that. My watch, watch my wife watches Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it was just the first girly show I came up with, and I was way off. Apparently very offensive also. Yeah, well, she said I should have said something like keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> it's like that's what Gilmore. I told her, so you should have just left it. <laughs> Gilmore Girls is too plausible, right? It's like that's too plausible, and that's I don't go for that. I, I, can, I, I can feel it, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure I came home once and Sam was watching uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like in the you know last several months. Sure, which I thought was very weird. Yeah, Buffy was good. That was a good show, though. Was it? Yeah, I, I mean, no, it was terrible, but it was good. Terrible. Okay. All right. Why the judgment, man? That was a heavy. I'm just that was a heavy degree of judgment. There. I'm just saying, if you were to walk in and see it, it'd be like, oh, sweet, Muffy's on. Well, we got some website updates. We do. Uh, so let's. Man, what's the last update we had? I'll just go with the newest thing. Uh, we've got the Oris Diver 65 review up. Uh, so that was. Uh, I've got the full written review, and that one also had the video review. So it's on YouTube as well. So. That was a good one. I had a lot of fun with that watch. Um, I still have it here. I've got to send it back to Oris tomorrow. Um, but that was that was one of those watches. I think I put it at the end of my review where I said it's one of those watches where I reviewed it and I kind of want to buy it. But the budget definitely doesn't allow for that one right now. It's super cool watch. I love the font. I know. It's so good. And the crystal distorts it, makes it look even cooler. You know, Oris is, Oris is one of those companies that just always brings it right and and their designs are a little bit different and they're not aping anything and they're sort of outside of the horology conversation but they just freaking bring it man yeah yeah always do i've i've enjoyed pretty much everything I re- i've reviewed from them um moving on from that uh mike did a review on a an interesting i guess you just an interesting watch it was the i'm gonna murder this name it's the Bio Blue Union Intrepide Klein Blue. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of. He even says in the beginning of the review that's a bit of a mouthful. Um, it's a cool watch. I did, it just check the review out for nothing else than the pictures because it's it's a really neat looking watch, a really cool design. Um, Evan Casper, uh, our newest contributor, did an article on gold cased watches. Uh, so definitely check that out if you, even if you're not into gold watches. I thought it was pretty interesting. He's going to be doing a follow up on that uh, coming up the next couple weeks. And yeah, then I we had a. F- I, Sorry, I, go I, ahead. Just, just shortly. You know, I think that that's such an interesting topic because I think it's something a lot of people kind of think about at some point in their journey, right? Like, I'd like to get something gold, just to have something gold. Uh, I think it's a mm-hmm. tough. It's it's a tough uh, entry point because the gold watches that you're going to be able to afford are going to be really hard to understand so you know i i, I hope evan and, and evans uh it's i dot courtman on instagram if you want to follow him he's got great great photographs and he's got a really eclectic collection but yeah i really hope that he uh when talking about this article with him you, you know we're sort of how, how do you how do you introduce people to watches that you might actually find because they're used watches right so it's like mm-hmm. a crapshoot even if you know what you're looking for being able to find it is going to be tricky so i hope he uh follows up on that one yeah yeah i think he said he's uh he's already started writing the follow-up so should be a good little series and then uh the last thing we had which i think is the last thing from the last update which would be the first look at the monte noble their new watch oh that's right yeah monte's got mm-hmm. a new watch yeah the big, biggest change i think is you know the handset every watch that they've released before this has had the sword hands um you know and this kind of has that uh, i don't know what you call them pointed batons something like that you know it's uh yeah more more, more sticky yeah like um, a stick a stick sword yeah it and it's you know it's, it's going saber. after the a saber the, yeah yeah there we go <laughs> um it, it's going after the the sport watch you know it's kind of dressy still kind of toolies it's got all the you know regular monta charm with the the bracelet and bevels and all that good stuff so Looks pretty interesting. I'll, I'm sure I'll be reviewing one at some point. Uh, I don't know when, um, but I've talked to them about getting one in. So whenever I can get it in, I'll let everybody know what I think. You, you know, I think it's a really interesting decision by Monta to to, to go that direction. I, I think it, in my mind, they're fixing a problem that doesn't exist. You know, I, I thought the Triumph already fit that role really, really well. But obviously, they're responding to feedback. You know, Justin talked to us a little bit when he came on the show the last time. I think it was after 
Yeah, we did it off air. We did it off air, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. it, and and so I think they're responding to a, a consumer demand. But it, I, I, I hesitate to jump on it because I feel like, gosh, you're you've already got such a great watch in that space. It would be awesome to see. You know, they do such a good job with everything they they do that I'm sort of wanting them to have done something a little bit more out there. But but I can totally understand it from a brand perspective, and and obviously they're meeting consumer needs. So. Uh, and it's a fantastic looking watch. Yeah. And it's something I've criticized them for a little bit in some of my reviews where I want them to get, you know, out of that comfort zone. Um, and I'm sure that some of the things that they did here probably are part of that. Um, but I, I do think it, it kind of has in that unique space between the triumph and the Atlas because both dials are, can be a little bit busy. Um, you know, the, the Atlas being a GMT and, uh, the triumph with, you know, both markers and numerals on it. Um, so I, I think it serves a purpose. Uh, I, I love that blue dial. I, mm-hmm. just that color alone, it was kind of making me want one, but, uh, and it's sort it, of like a Fume dial, right? Yeah. Uh, I forget what they, what they call it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, you know, a gradient kind of blue to uh dark blue or black on the, the outer parts of the dial. F- Fume light perhaps. <laughs> well, well, great. So we're we're uh, already doing it, but we're talking about watches. I, we've got a little bit of a uh, 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 what would be a good way to describe this? It's a little bit more casual topic yeah. than we're used to. More of a discussion than a uh, than a conversation. Yeah, true. Uh, a true <laughs> sort of have a beer and talk about watches episode. And will we really appreciate you joining us for it? Yeah, are we going to have to have an argument about the title for SEO purposes? And yeah, you know, we may have to. <laughs> we may, <laughs> we we may have to. I I think the working title right now is Summer Watches. I like are, it. Are you you're okay with that? Perfect. Yeah, I think Google will like that. Okay. All right. So we, you know, you guys don't know this, right? But we, this is a constant battle between us and the editor in chief over here about what we call our damn episodes. Well, he's smarter than us. That's true. He's smarter than us. I doubt. Yeah. Uh, indisputably. Don't get carried away. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about summer watches, and instead of and instead of presenting you guys with watches. Um, that you may be able to find on, on Amazon or whatever. I mean, some of these certainly you could find them. We're talking about the watches in our collection that are actually getting the most play this summer, doing summer things, right? So when I'm thinking about the watches for the selection, I'm thinking, what's been my go-to watch this summer for putting on a T-shirt and my cargo shorts? I don't own car- cargo shorts, but... <laughs> <laughs> but putting on a t-shirt and I own some a pair shorts. Of shorts. Yeah, you're wearing them. No, I'm I'm not. I wear them fishing. <laughs> they're like uh they're like swimsuit material. With oh, pockets. Yeah. I put shit on them. Pockets. Like technical cargo shorts. Yeah. Uh w- what watches are we going to wear when we're doing summer shit, right? So, um as we go through, we'll kind of talk about w- why, you know, even if perhaps we haven't thought about it, why that watch gets the nod. Um, but yeah, so we got six watches to talk about today. We probably better get to it. It's probably, it's probably more like 12 watches we're going to talk to today. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So knowing that, Will, what do you think about leading the way? Because I know you've got an exciting uh, an exciting watch to talk about. We've talked about it before on the show, but uh, it's an exciting watch nonetheless. Do you want to lead? Sure. Yeah. So uh, the first one I picked uh, is almost the newest watch to my collection, which was the Tudor Black Bay 58 Blue. Um, Blue Bay 58. Yeah, I like it. Blue Bay 58. Um, And this is one of those watches where uh, even though it's a little bit more flashy than something uh, like the Pelagos, which I had before, uh, I wanted to use it as a tool. And I'm I'm not a diver. I'm not certified to go diving, but I had absolutely no problem taking this watch in the pool, uh, getting it wet, getting it dirty, doing stuff outside, going for a run with it on, you know, all the fun stuff that you're going to do outside. And it still looks damn good, you know, so it's it's kind of hard to say that this watch isn't a, a fantastic summer watch when you can pretty much do anything you want with it. And it's still going to look good. So how have you been wearing it by and large? What what strap have you been wearing it on? So I really like the bracelet that's on it, but I'm sure we're going to talk about this a little bit more as we go through some of our other picks. But the bracelet in general for me in summer on hot days like super hot days or super humid days just doesn't work it just turns into a slime bucket 
you know, it's yeah. Whether it's loose or tight on my wrist, it's, I just feel like it's sliding all over the place and I got to take it off and, you know, wipe it down with my t-shirt or something. So I've been wearing this on uh, really two different things. I got the integrated rubber strap from Vanguard. Uh, they make a blue strap that matches the uh, dial and bezel almost perfectly. Um, I got that pr- pretty much right after I got the watch. And that is perfect for like going swimming or getting wet, anything like that, because it's, <clears throat> it's that nice FKM rubber. So it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, you know, slide around your wrist, all that stuff. And then, um, the other one is NATO straps. So I think if anybody's heard me talk about straps, probably before this summer, I was not a fan of NATOs. I, I don't know why they just didn't work for me. And then I started putting them on this watch because I had a couple laying around and it completely changed my mind. It was like I needed the right watch to like them. Hmm. Do you neuter them? Sure do. That helps. That that yeah. helps because that's that's an issue that I've had. As much as I like wearing a NATO, I don't like how much taller it makes my watch. You got to find a really specific watch to not have a neutered NATO. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the ones that I've been liking the most are the Crown and Buckle Supreme NATOs, and those you can get pre-neutered from them. They'll uh, they'll you know trim the second layer off for you. So you don't even have to worry about it. How generous. That, that is that is in-house gelding services. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it uh I think because it's not a super tall watch in general, um, that the you know the NATO's not really adding much. Um, and because of the shape of the the case back and my wrist, it kind of sinks into my wrist a little bit anyway. So it's not really adding, you know, much. And uh just the the colors you know the the blue and the khaki are kind of perfect for summertime so i've really been liking them because you can get them all dirty and whatever and you just throw them in the dishwasher and they're clean is that are you throwing your natos in the dishwasher is that how you're washing those his watch (laughs) i could throw in the dishwasher i don't know how good that would be for it (laughs) um but yeah, uh, yeah, if you throw them in the dishwasher, what I do is uh, on the top rack, like actually loop it and buckle it around a couple sure. of little prongs that stick up. Sure. And it comes out nice. Yeah. Softens smelling, it up a little bit. Smelling fresh. Huh. Mm-hmm. I've just always filled the sink with water and like hand washed them in batches. Yeah, that's what I do too. That's what I do too. But now I, I may have to try this. I'm going to try the dishwasher This method. dishwasher method. Yeah. If you break your dishwasher, it's not my fault. Right. <laughs> I'd be pretty impressed with a NATO that could break a dishwasher. I think that would be a. I'd, I'd write the company and be like, "Hey, number one, I'd like a new dishwasher. <laughs> number two, here's your new marketing campaign." <laughs> you're, I think you're, the, I think the concern would be getting it stuck around the agitator or something. Or sure, you or call it in a dishwasher the you know the spinny thing or falling down under the element and melting. Yeah, uh, we we seem to be really good at doing that with um, lids to our kids' sippy cups. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, uh, we were, we were missing a spoon that one of ours really liked for, we were just missing it. Like it just vanished and it was his favorite spoon. Cause you know, every, like when you're introducing food to a kid, they like eat better off of a, off of that one spoon for some reason. Yep. And we found it in the dishwasher, like melted around the element. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to have this again. So let's get used to something else. You, you know, when Betty was an infant, I mean, still today, she still has, she had this teddy bear, uh, and it's called Dee Dee, and she had it from the time she was born. Uh, and Dee Dee was this fluffy pink teddy bear, and uh, Dee Dee is, I should say, this fluffy pink teddy bear. And uh, it that was it, man, from the time she could, like, enunciate sounds. It was like, Dee Dee, I want Dee Dee, I want Dee Dee. And so every night she'd go to bed, she needed Dee Dee. And at some point we realized, gosh, at some point we're going to lose Didi and it's going to be this huge crisis. And so we bought a second Didi and we kind of dirtied it up and threw it through the washing machine and got it looking pretty close. And then I remember the night we tried to sub it in and, and you know, aesthetically, you'd look at the two and like, gosh, they're really close. And she said, I want Didi. And we handed her the replacement Didi. We, the B team. <laughs> the B team, just to sort of like try it out. And she was like, this isn't Didi. <laughs> like she just fucking knew what are, you, what are you talking about yes it is and and she was like this is not Didi. i need Didi." and we we're like this is Didi." she was like no this you know this is like an 18 month old kid and she's like this is not it you guys and so then we you know we relented and gave her back actual Didi. but then she knew right there's two Didi's. she and knew so you had na- the fake 
And then we had two DDs <laughs> to control because she was like, well, I'm not going to give up this. I'm not going to give up the adopted kid just because I found my real kid. Yeah, No, I'm, I'm taking the freebie. And so then there were two DDs. <laughs> and as she's gotten older, she's now, you know, she's now going on nine. So uh, it, it's a less it's a less important part of the night routine, but it's still very much part of it. But she's down to just one DD now. So there's still both of them. They still both exist, but it's still just OG DD. Still the OG. Have you ever been able to wash it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been, Dee Dee's been through many puke fests. <laughs> yes, she's been washed on a number of occasions. So sorry about that interlude. Will, do you want to do your second watch? I think it would be nice to talk about them together. So, uh, yeah, we let's do it. Talk. Yeah, yeah. What's your second watch, man? So I, I had a hard time choosing a number two, uh, but maybe because we'll there's time to... four number twos. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe we'll have time to talk about it later, but uh, as an honorable mention. But part of it's because it's on a honeymoon. But my real number two is the Omega Speedmaster. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason that it is uh, such a good summer watch for me is um, it, it was a gift from my wife when we got married. Uh, she gave it to me on our, our wedding day. And we went on our honeymoon immediately after our wedding. Uh, and we got married in September, so our anniversary's coming up. Um, but we went to, um, Europe and Greece. Uh, so we went to Italy, France, Spain, and Greece on our honeymoon. So, you know, it was warm summertime and I wore that watch everywhere we went. Didn't worry about it, you know, like getting it stolen, any of that kind of stuff. You know, I I was like, I'm making some memories with this watch, you know, it was going to happen. Um, so it, it, it already had that kind of, I don't even know if nostalgia is the right word, but nostalgia of summer. You know, and so when summer rolled around, uh, you know, this year and, and last year, it was on my wrist a lot during summer. And I kept it on the bracelet uh, when we were on our honeymoon. But like I said about bracelets, I started taking it off and using um, uh, the, oh God, what do you call them? The Barton Elite silicones. Yeah. yeah Those are really great... good on the Speedmaster. And yeah, I think it was, mm-hmm. I think it was last summer I picked up the white one, which looks it just looks really cool on the Speedmaster during summertime because it's that kind of monochromatic black and white look. Yeah, it's got the Stormtrooper look to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's a different kind of summer watch. I'm not going to go swimming with it. Um, I think you can. <laughs> I think you're you probably good too, but I'm not either. I yeah, I, I'm not yeah. doing it. It's got, you know, for the reasons you just heard, it has too much attached to it in terms of sentimental value for me to, you know, I have other watches I can take in the water. Um but, it, you know, it's good for just doing things around the house. You know, you, you're timing something on the grill. You can just hit the hit the chronograph and, you know, start going. Um, making a pizza, same thing. I seem to use it to cook a lot of food, apparently. <laughs> soft, it's a, <laughs> that's that's soft what boiled yeah. egg timer. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's just versatile enough that, you know, you it's made for doing stuff on the land. You know, mowing the lawn. I'm not worried about it. You know, that, that sort of stuff. It's It's just a really nice kind of... I don't want to say it's a go anywhere, do anything watch because it isn't, but it's, uh, it's not. Yeah, it it's a really good tool watch is what it is. And it fits in perfect with summer because it's it's just got that classic look. It's got the chronograph. You can do anything you want with it. It looks good on just about anything. Um, I did put a couple NATOs on it this summer and look good. Uh, so I've I've started to transmit the the NATOs over to other watches now. You know, I've seen that uh that speedy NATO on a couple watches that weren't the speedy me yeah 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 you know so i i speedmaster was actually sort of one of my runner-ups for today's conversation because i wear the shit out of that thing i've had it on a nato a lot but i tend to wear the speedmaster nato on everything but the speedmaster yeah i don't yeah. like the speedmaster nato i, I feel the same way and i I, I don't it. like the omega natos at all the people rave about them i really don't like them I don't think the texture's right. There's just something wrong with the texture. And I'm a raver. I'm I'm all about. I'm all in. All in. Uh, as long as it's on a pulsar. As long as it's on a pulsar. That's right. <laughs> no, it, it it is. It is for sure um, amongst my most favorite natos. It's it, it's in that group, w- w- number one ranking all the time. I think the price on those things is ridiculous. I'd never buy one. No retail um because you can get especially now you you know blue shark has has a very comparable nato you you know you can buy really good natos for a third of the price with that said it's it was my first like this is it this is the one nato uh i just love it what's funny is i kept uh my nato in the little bag that it came in 
And then this summer, when I was like, oh, I like NATOs now, I took it out and I was expecting, you know, this grandiose moment, you know, hallelujah coming down from the heavens. And I put it on. I was like, I don't like it. Uh, (laughs) It was so disappointing. (laughs) Yeah. It's a letdown. It doesn't live up to anything else about that watch. Yeah. And I think that's 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 maybe my issue with it is. Mm -hmm. Everything else about that watch is terrific. Besides, it doesn't look and wear right on my wrist. Uh, But then you get the NATO out and you're like, oh, it's just a NATO. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that that's reasonable. I mean, it, it it's one of those things that w- what's your expectations? You know, I have a lot of conversations about NATOs because I've got really sort of deeply held convictions about NATO straps. And someday, someday, we're gonna get the right person on the show to talk about some of those convictions and why I formed them. But that's a that's a topic for another day. It's like a Doctor Phil kind of guest. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Uh, with that said, uh, I do really love it. So you know, it's one of those things that your your mileage may vary, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Some people are going to love it and other people are not. You and Will are stupid and don't like it. And I'm smart and do like we're it. Not, we're not tricked by the <laughs> by the stamp on it. Yeah, that could be part of it. Yeah. I, I won't deny it. That's pretty much anything with, with watch straps and bracelets. So some people hate <laughs> bracelets. Some people, you know, don't like leather straps regardless of the season. Some people who like NATOs don't like shiny NATOs. You know, there's uh, different different straps for different chaps. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> did you did you just come up with that? I've been using it for a little while, but it's the first time I've got to say it to other people. Your, your, your <laughs> smile indicates a certain level of pride in that. <laughs> I finally got to say it. It's out uh, in the open I, now. <laughs> I saw an Omega sponsorship on um, the crew that just, they just released a documentary on returning to the Titanic and on their uh, full ocean depth submersible there was a big omega logo and i'm wondering if that's one of the places that they tested the full ocean depth seamaster yeah it could be oh that uh that monstrosity that was my pick for yeah a couple episodes ago yeah yeah i'm I'm wondering if where else would they have been able to test something going three miles down yeah you think it's got to be on some sort of expedition like that some sort of funded expedition yeah yeah either that they just attached it to some long fishing line and (laughs) dropped it down the mariana trench well, so I, I, like Will, have been really um, feeling the NATO strap this weekend, uh, or this summer, excuse me. And that's that has kind of guided my summer wear, although one of the watches I'm going to talk about today is not currently or or all that often on a NATO. Um, my, my first watch, the one that I've probably been wearing the most frequently, um, is my Hamilton Khaki Mechanical Blasted Case. This is the older generation. It's not the new military spec it's the older sort of hamilton what i think is a really iconic hamilton branding uh Mm -hmm. and font choice and line weight choice i really love this dial but uh all that aside this has been my go-to summer watch and and i think this watch is just a fantastic combination of size um it's it's got some wrist presence because it's a it's not a tiny case it's not it's not big by any means. Um is that still 38 millimeter? Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. 38 and a half. So it's yeah. 38 plus. Uh it's a lot of dial, so it tends to wear a little bit bigger than you might expect out of out of that size case. Also has yeah. long flat lugs. It's got There's long not much sweep to them. That's right. It's it's got pretty long lugs. They are pretty flat. Uh so it it tends to wear pretty big. I wear this thing on a NATO and and unlike you guys, I do not geld my NATOs. Um but Weird. yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's a, that's another weird thing, right? It's not that I am opposed to a gelded NATO. It's just that I don't have any misgivings about the height added by that second layer of nylon. It depends on the watch and NATO for me. Yeah, yeah, that's I don't reasonable. mind. I, I don't mind the height. It's the uh, all the extra bulk, the material yeah. at the end. Yeah, no, and, and I get it too, right? I get the argument for a gelded NATO, um, and it's not something that I'm I'm evangelistic about one way or the other right but yeah there's always that moment when i think about doing it that i'm like well but i kind of like this nato and maybe i'll want it ungelded at some point so um yeah i i don't know this this has been my go-to though i've I've currently got it on a battleship gray bark and jack nato um which when we first got these bark and jack natos i was like this is the answer um i've since moved on to a couple of other natos that i really like but the Barkin Jack is still a great choice. 
Uh, but the the whole watch is just, I think it's just got a perfect summer vibe to it. It's the blasted case. It's super casual, um, but it looks attractive. It looks dressy enough to do just about anything that you're going to do in the summer. And uh, the watch has a certain amount of pedigree to it. It just feels good. I put it on and I'm like, yep, I fucking love this watch. I'll, and I, I'll never get rid of it. I, I like those um, a little bit more than the newer uh, khaki mechanicals. Same. Because- because it it has that nostalgic look to it without it being forced like I feel like they did with the new ones. Mm-hmm. I I like them; they're great watches. Um, I I had one in uh, oh geez, probably like two years ago, soon after they first came out. Um, the the and, new version. Yeah, yeah, and I I liked it, but I feel like it misses some of the charm a little bit that the version you have has. Yes, I mean same, same, uh, exact same analysis for me. You know, I had both of them at the same time. Actually, I had the I had the new black dialed version, and I had this one, and it w- was sort of six one half dozen of the other. Pick which one I want, and I ultimately decided I like that this one's unique to Hamilton. I like that it feels like a Hamilton. Um, y- you know, they're not sort of surrendering to some vintage aesthetic they're just owning their own aesthetic and Mm -hmm. to me that's more of a vintage aesthetic you don't have to reach back for it with hamilton it's already there right it's there in its dna yeah that's right yeah Yeah, that's that's exactly it so so that that was my choice you know when i was making the decision i did a poll on instagram uh just sort of like what do you guys think which one should i keep and knowing I, at that point, I kind of knew what my decision was going to be. And I think that the results were 55, 45 type of deal in favor of the newer version, which is not surprising. Um, but there's a lot of people you could tell there's a lot of people that still like that older style. So uh, something for Hamilton to think about, you know, you know, I, I think that that their sort of own that that last gen with their own dna i think is a really compelling watch in and of itself without the the borrowed dna yeah can you still get so, yeah. those i, I, I you think know, they you might be able to still get them on joma shop maybe i feel like i've I think seen that's them right they, they made a bucket load of them so yeah they're not they're not hard to get um and i think you're probably right i think you could find one new if you if you tried hard enough um i i don't suspect they're making them still but i don't know yeah, that for sure probably like the uh skx they made That's so right. many of them that they were able to sell them even after being discontinued for a while. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and you know, for whatever you're going to pay on this 300 bucks, 350 bucks, whatever it is there, if it's new, that's a great deal. And anything under 300 for these things used as long as it's not been beat up. They wear really well. Uh mine has basically no damage and I've worn the shit out of it. So Joma shop just has green and white left. <clears throat> Are they the new dial or the old dial? They look like the old dial to me. Yeah, that's the old dial. Yep. So there yeah. you go. Just green and white, but they're still in at 329 and 339 respectively. So my second watch, so this is this is an interesting choice. And in fact, Andrew kind of looked at me sideways when I told him I was going to get pick this one. A little bit. Uh, this is, because it's not a small watch. Well, it, it, in terms of diameter, it's not particularly big either. But this is my Valjoux 7750 powered Swiss Army I think they call this the FA18 chronograph. So this was part mm. of the the really the last iteration of Victorinox before the modern modern brand that we know of uh, today, um, where they had a little bit more sort of horology inspired watches versus I, I don't I wouldn't I would hesitate to call Victorinox a fashion brand today, um, but I think that they've sort of gone after companies like uh, uh, Citizen, right? You know, these really mm-hmm. sort of utilitarian uh, mass market, lots of quartz. They still have automatic and mechanical stuff, but they're tough uh, field sort of tech watches. This is a little bit more classic horology focused watch. Uh, it is modern looking, It's a but it's a like a fully polished case. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's 7750, so it's chunky. Oh, it's thick, but it's only, I think, 38 and a half millimeters or 39 millimeters in diameter, including a big external tachymeter bezel, non-rotating tachymeter Mm. bezel. Um, It's just one of these weird watches I've never heard of before I bought it. I bought it like on on a whim. I saw it and I was like, yep, got to buy that watch. Uh, It's got this really sort of dark blue dial and just polished markers for days. 
Um, and I've got it on the FKM. I've got it on a, on a strap I got from the guys at Notice. They're yeah, smooth. Love, love that strap. Really good. You, you know, it's just fantastic, right? It's got enough texture on the back that it grabs. Um, you know, I, I'm like you, Will, where in the summer I really sort of, I'll put on a bracelet because I want to wear a bracelet, and then I'll wear it for a day, and it's just like, it's either slimy or my premenopause kicks in and I'm swollen and, you know, <laughs> like, it's like always something with a bracelet, uh, in, in especially in the summer. And so more and more I'm wearing either a rubber strap, something adjustable, uh, or a NATO. Uh, and this one has been on this FKM rubber now for six months. And it's just every day I see it and I'm like, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to wear the, the Vicky today. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I pretty much only wear it, the bracelets in the summer on like rainy days or where I know I'm going to be inside for most of the day. And I don't have to worry about it sliding all over the place. You know, the bracelet that I would wear during the summer, which one Montas. That quick adjusting oh, yeah. clasp is money. Yeah, that's right. Any sort of high end quick adjust, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be is gonna be a go to in the summer. I think that's right. Yeah, I did wear uh, on the SkyQuest <laughs> on the bracelet. I never changed that out because it was so it was so easy to adjust it. And I that's one thing that I do really wish that was on the Black Bay was the adjustable clasp from the Pelagos because it just has the regular you know you got to use a spring bar tool to adjust it. Mm-hmm. And it's a bummer. Which makes sense because that's a pretty normal thing. The the quick adjust, hopefully it it grabs some traction for next year's releases of bracelets. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I think it is a normal thing. I think with a company like Tudor, who's, you know, really selling a premium product, I think that they could take the time to do that shit. Uh I, I know that it's sort of antithetical to the feel, to the soul of the Black Bay, but it's the kind of thing if you could figure out a way to give me that technology in this very vintage looking watch i'd appreciate it at three thousand four thousand bucks whatever it is i'm gonna pay i mean their r&d is not doing a lot of work right now they're just broing down they're like i got it blue (laughs) blue that's that was their r&d budget for the year the graphic designer spent a lot of time on that one yeah well didn't they say we we spent that like that was part of the marketing right we spent three years picking the perfect shade of blue and it's like Fuck off, Tudor. You no, know, in fairness, I, I'd really like to see two of those dials <clears throat> side by side and to see if those dark spots are identical in every dial or if they are, if they're just a random application of those dark blue to, to deepen that blue color. Well, I think it's paint, right? I, I, it's some sort of applied coating. So it's Yeah, just... but I'm wondering if it's identical. Or if it's just if it's if ratio it's based printed, you yeah. know, it's like tiles that you get, you know, vinyl tiles where every yeah. fifth tile is the same. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, guy on Instagram, uh, Ike made this. He just got one. Um, I'll have to ask him to uh, get a couple macros and I can compare. That would be helpful. Let us know if it's a printed texture versus. Yeah. All right, but well. I'm saying their R and D could do better because blue is not that impressive for three years of work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. <laughs> But it's the blue that they picked, man. Right, you don't, but traveling the world <laughs> to find the right color of blue is not worth the money when you consider all the better things they could be doing. Right, what's uh, the that, name of that? that? That's like one of those things where it's like, how do I get that job to fly around and look at various shades of blue to tell some watch company which one to pick? Yeah, just, I'm just going to travel the Silk Road and look for the right blue. What, what's the name of the company where the guy was uh the guy was a Rolex rep maker and then he decided to start his own company. Uh there was a big to do about it about a year and a half ago. Um Oh, I know you're talking about some tip of my tongue. They make fantastic fantastic Submariner uh like mil sub homages. Probably the best in the game and they're expensive. They're like 1600 bucks. Um and but one of the things from their marketing was like this thing about desert sand you oh. know, loom and it was like um, just fuck right off with that shit what well, don't feed me that just say this color's awesome you know i don't know right it's like are you talking I, about I, the typically... ocean rover the, yes the ganault janal however you say janault janault yeah. that's that's right Genault, I, I reviewed Genault, one of those one of soon after that whole drama <clears throat> what what, were, what was your take on it that's a really nice watch i mean yeah the money he's charging is frankly worth it. Um, you know, when you look at what you're getting, um, you just have to get past that it's a uh, a Submariner homage. If you do, you've got a, a great looking watch. 
Yeah, and I think I think they their their story got worse, right? Because not only is it a Submariner homage, it's a Submariner homage that's almost certainly patterned off of. Uh, the reason it's so good is because they were making extremely high end reps, uh, Submariner reps, yeah. uh, and, and so that's uh, do what you will with that. But right, they make one of the best watches in the world for a premium, and um, but yeah, when they the marketing on that thing was a little like ugh, just whatever from the deserts of the Sahara. This is the color that I chose. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I walked for hours and found the perfect spot of sand. So yeah, that's been it for me. I mean, obviously other watches I've got, you know, I've got my new titanium MRG, new old uh, stock titanium MRG, which I've been wearing lately a ton. Um, I've got a ton of loaners in that I've been trying to give enough wrist time to. But Weird, I don't have any loaners at my house. I've got one for you. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been, I mean, the Hamilton Khaki Field Mechanical and this FA18 uh, Victorinox have been my two go-tos. Can I say something about the G-Shock? <clears throat> Please. I don't like it better having seen it in the metal. <laughs> it's not better in person. The pictures are as good as it gets, Will. Don't worry. <laughs> so good and it, feel it feels money i i would i would wear it but that's it and it's just it's still weird and i'm so glad you like it yeah well i think that's the thing right it's one of those watches like brad holmes um it, one of our good one of our good sort of 40 and 20 friends of the show and and a fantastic writer and photographer on his own brad holmes has given me shit about this thing since the moment i said i wanted it it's like what are you talking about that's such a terrible watch uh but it's also not and it's okay, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's what's great about watches is that we can pick these watches that are, you know, like even this Victorinox FA18, right? I don't think, this is not a watch for everybody, but I fucking love it, right? That's It's part of the hobby that's really fun. Like, I can pick these relatively affordable, you know, this, this titanium G-Shock was new old stock from the 90s, from Japan, never been worn, and it was 400 bucks, titanium i it's, mean and it's cool it's it's objectively cool but it is also objectively ugly but it, it's good <laughs> enough that i want it and i want to wear it right that's good enough no, that's for fair. me so andrew so here we've here's, come to you here's my picks and mine are they, they they drew along the same lines as what you guys want to do the kind of things that i want to do in the summer require some water resistance mm -hmm. they require something i feel like i can bang around a little bit mm -hmm. and so so i have basically the same pick twice when it, when it comes down to it, right? I have the Orient Mako that I wear. I sometimes will wear it on the uh, Barton Silicone Elite, but I almost always wear this on a gray or black NATO. Never the bracelet, because the, the bracelet pulls my arm hair. I don't like that. <laughs> but that's it. It's it's the Orient Mako. It's it's an OG of my watch collecting. It's got the it's got just a little bit of refinement. So when I do put it on the rubber, it's it's just it's up just a little bit. I can wear buttons. And not feel out of place, but I I rock this thing on a NATO because it is so comfortable on a NATO. I've got it on a uh, Shiznit right now. This was your first like watch nerd purchase, right? Um, yeah. Well, no. So I I think that the that the Citizen Avion was my first like de deliberate purchase, but this was my first. Yeah, but like, that was like pre watch nerd. That was this like was like yeah deliberate. This was, but this was the first really really like with an awareness of the watch world purchase. And I also got a Boktok Komandersky at the same time. Right. Um, <laughs> that I haven't seen in two years. Because I fucking took the bezel off, and there's no getting that thing back. No, I can get the bezel back on. There's no getting it back off without destroying the case. And Marinom is not shipping right now, so I can't get a polished bezel to fix it. That bezel's been off for a year. Yeah, and then when I finally Marinom went to go... stopped shipping in March. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, when I finally went to buy it, I was like, oh, it's time. And then it, it doesn't matter. Because I still like that watch. I thought about putting the bezel back on and wearing it because I still like it. But I hate the fucking bezel. Did you guys yeah, see so that weird. dude that uh, popped the bezel off as Speedmaster and realized what? how cool it looked? No. Intriguing. Uh, I'll have to find it and maybe we can put it in the show notes if I can find it. It, it was on Instagram. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. But... Uh, I forget what he. I forget if he said he was cleaning it or something, and he popped the bezel off, the whole tachometer bezel, and it looks really cool. Like it, it makes Shit. me want to find some engineer to say, "Can you just make a uh, polished steel bezel to fit the Speedmaster, and I could pop it on there?" Because it looked really cool. I believe it. That's cool. That's exciting. I, I'm intrigued. 
Although I will say the tachometer bezel is sort of part of the identity of the Speedmaster, it, but it totally is. That it's an interesting. Maybe maybe that's a a good topic for another show. Is I feel like people are afraid to mod expensive watches, but is it that bad if it's maybe a watch you're going to keep for the rest of your life? Why not make it your own a little bit, add a little touch to it? Yeah, like, yeah, I like he, that. You know, there was a guy a while back, and and this thing made the rounds on Instagram. Uh, and I know Will, you you would kind of poo pooed the experiment, but there was the guy that bought one of those Tudor PO ones, uh, the SKX four o'clock mm-hmm. uh, crown, and he really deliberately and dare I say artistically thrashed this thing, right? Uh, oh yeah, I remember this. And you know, just uh heavily heavily force patinaed it basically not with chemicals necessarily but with friction and abrasion and uh and you know not maybe not a traditional mod as as that phrase goes but distressed it he distressed it that's right uh pretty aggressively you guys ever see a pt cruiser that someone modifies (laughs) to look like an old hot rod and it, yeah, it just yeah. looks terrible. And it's like you started out with crap and you made it worse. That's how I felt about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, that's reasonable, too, right? It's like kind of a weird watch and hard to love as it was. And then, you know, the whole force distress. But at the same time, it was like, good on you, man. You bought this kind of expensive watch and then basically ruined it for anybody but yourself. But to the extent that you like it, man, go with God. Yeah, there was a, I think I may have said it to you guys, but there's a, a thing on Reddit called uh, Awful Taste But Great Execution. I think that's what it is. That's how hmm. I felt about that. It's like the execution was fantastic. I just, I would never do that. Right. Well, I mean, partly, partly because I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy that yeah. PO1. Because I, I mean, good on you, Tudor, for doing something a little risky. But man, that thing is the... Uh, that thing's the Pontiac Aztec of the watch world. <laughs> Speaking of Pontiac Aztec and PT Cruiser, PT Cruiser, I think, is an unfairly maligned car. No, uh, it's not. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna I'm gonna put my chips in unfairly maligned. But that that also a topic for another day. Andrew, watch two. Watch number two. Uh, so I chose the EMG Nemo as my watch number two. Yes. And part of it is I'm a little honeymoony. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the other part is because it's the perfect summer watch. Yes. It's small. It's got water resistance. It's durable. It looks good on its bracelet, which is a terrific bracelet. Looks good on rubber and a NATO. And I've been rocking it on the Barton Silicone Elite. That that hasn't come off the Silicone Elite in a very long time. But it's got everything I need in a summer watch. I can golf in it. I can swim in it. I can fish in it. All the things that I want to do during the summer, I wear this watch very comfortably. It's but, such a good watch, too. Yeah, right? that's a good pick. I like that. Oh, and I, I sent you guys a picture of it. So when I, I texted you a couple weeks ago with a lake in the background, like perfect lake watch, I take it. I I took it on its uh, on its christening swim, and I hate swimming. I I believe swimming is for survival purposes only, and not recreation. Like I'm a, I'm a good swimmer. It's not because I'm not a good swimmer. It's because I hate swimming. But we're at this lake, and there's a little fixed dock in the kids' swimming area that my boy wanted to swim out to and jump off of. I'm like, well, are you sure? And I'm trying to talk him out of it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go. I'm like, well, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> and I like went to take my watch off because I didn't know, like, I didn't even think about what I was wearing. And I was like, oh no, we're going swimming. We're going to christen you today. So he, he swims and I'm air finger quoting hard right now. He swims out. He can't swim. He's five. So he's just thrashing in the water, and I'm having to swim me out to this dock. And it's not a long swim. It's like, a, I don't know, 50-yard swim. And drag his little flailing ass through the water to get out there. And he, he gets up on the dock, and he goes, eh, I'm a little nervous. I don't want to jump. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I, like, I'm so annoyed right now. And finally, I convinced him to like ease off and into the water, and that was enough for him. So then we had to swim back. But I felt totally comfortable swimming in this watch there was absolutely no reservation yeah of course yeah Yeah. and and, you know uh emg nemo gosh i I think we've talked about that watch so many times on this show but the fact that they've made watches in that first run that are still for sale you know here nearly two years later just blows my mind to the extent that there's an underappreciated watch in the micro brand world that's it right 
I yeah. gotta think that's it. Under like I don't know who couldn't know about it, right? Everyone's got to be aware of this watch. We'll say it again. It's worth every penny. Yeah, yeah, such a good watch. Just absolutely love mine. And they've got a couple. I think they have they have black and green left. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds, sounds right. about right. And I don't know when their summer sale runs through. It's it's closing soon though. Yeah, and there are four. 50 on the summer sale yeah no they're less they're 20 percent off 450 so they're what 415 yeah go get yourself a fucking nemo because it's so good well, that's less than four like they're they're in the threes right now yeah, yeah. if it if they're 450 and 20 percent off it'd be 90 dollars off yeah i don't do math good so they're what 380 <laughs> good job will <laughs> <laughs> they're less than 500 dollars. yeah <laughs> are we ready can can i can i are we going to talk about honorable mentions real quick yeah, sure, sure. Will, what was your honorable mention? Uh, the Seiko SBDC 101 mm-hmm. uh, or SPB 143, because Seiko always has two reference numbers, which is really annoying. Uh, but it's that new 62 MAS style 40 millimeter case. Um, I have the one with the gray dial. And uh, that was one that, uh, well, I, I really, I've decided I really hate the bracelet on it. Uh, which is a shame because it's a it's a good Seiko bracelet, but it just I don't know it just doesn't work with the watch. I'll talk about it in the review. But because of the square lug shape, any strap you put on it or any NATO just looks absolutely fantastic. And I've uh I've I think I've had it just a little over a week or two weeks now, and it's one of those watches I don't want to take off. It's it's really comfortable. It's been competing with some time for the uh the Black Bay this summer Ooh. for the end of the summer, I guess I should say. Ev. Yeah, I had a I had a couple of of honorable mentions. The Speedmaster was one of my honorable mentions because I I have been wearing that quite a bit. Obviously, the G Shock one of my honorable mentions. The other one, the most important one, and, and there's a good reason for this, is that Pulsar G10 that I have. Uh, and the reason for that is I sort of uh I stressed about making a decision on my backpacking watch, mm. and I settled on that. Uh, I was That's really, the right choice. I was kind of in between that and the F84, my mm-hmm. F91 JDM, um, and ultimately went with the Pulsar. And it was just fantastic. I mean, it did everything I needed it to do. I wore it on a Zulu Alpha, um, just their green mm-hmm. uh, military strap, which really matches the aesthetic of that watch really well. And uh, as I was wearing it, I was like, gosh, I just, I'll never need anything else. If If I really had to strip it down, to just one watch, sell everything to make as much money as I can because, you know, baby needs a surgery or something. I'm keeping that one. I just fucking love it. I love it. It wears so well. It matches any circumstance. It looks good. It's th- it's like 10 millimeters thick or maybe less. It's got to be less. It's tiny. It's tiny. It's just fantastic. So, yeah, that's my honorable mention. What about you? Timex Q Timex. Oh, yeah. 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 On on the bracelet. The nice thing about that bracelet is as long as you have your keys in your pocket, you can make a quick adjustment. And it's not it's not as ideal as a NATO or on rubber, but that's that's such a good summer watch. It doesn't it doesn't have the water resistance, but it's got that Pepsi dial. It's it's a terrific grab and go summer quartz. Cool. Will other things? What do you got, man? All right. So this one, uh, I'm gonna preface this by saying I'm not a huge fan of multi tools because like a Leatherman, because I, I never use any of this stuff in them. But I have a multi-tool that I've actually found that is super useful, uh, especially if you like to take your camera and tripod outside and take pictures um, yeah. or constantly kind of changing things around on your camera. So it's called the Small Rig Folding Tool Set with Screwdrivers and Hex Key Wrenches, and that's on Amazon. So I'm sure if you Google Small Rig Folding Tool, it'll come up. But what's nice about it is it's pretty small. It's like four inches long, about an inch wide, half an inch thick. And it's got stuff that you would need to change things uh, specific to cameras. So it's got a couple uh, Allen keys, a screwdriver, a Torx wrench, and a broad flathead. It's not really a screwdriver. It's just like a big flat piece of metal, which if you have any um, quick release plates that go into the bottom of your camera, they all usually Mm -hmm. have that, you know, wide thing to really tighten them down it's perfect for that and then the other thing that is pretty cool about it is it's got uh threaded holes on the side in different sizes so if you're not sure which screw size you need to do something with um 
you know, your, uh, your tripod mount or anything like that, you can test that out on that first. And it looks like you could, it looks like they sell like hex tools to screw into those. Yeah. Those you threaded. can, you can get like little attachments for it and stuff. It's, it's just a really cool little tool and I've been using it a lot. Um, when I change between, um, doing still images and video for the website, um, I have to change the mount that I have on the bottom of my camera and I use it for that. And it's, in my opinion, it's paid whatever the 10 or $15 it costs paid for itself just by being able to do that and not jacking up the, uh, what do you call it? You know, stripping the, stripping the heads on the, the screws that go into those things. It's, it's next to free. It's nineteen dollars and ninety cents. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a no brainer. Yeah, it, and I think small is small rig a photography company. It's it, it's sort of like a photography based company, right? I or maybe have no clue. I think the only place I've ever seen these before is on like Adorama, right? Adorama special. Yeah, so they are. So, I clicked yeah, on them. It are. says small rig camera accessories for filmmakers. Okay, so you're getting a like purpose built photography multi-tool and it looks good too right it looks like a quality tool yeah it doesn't look like it's it's trash. uh it's got some heft to it because it's all stainless steel um the outside might be somewhat aluminum but it's it's solid enough but i've also found that being home and all the conference calls that i have to be on these days it's like a great little fidget tool because i just constantly spin these tools in and out all the time right <laughs> yeah i love that breaking it in i love that well, so I've got another thing. My other thing for this week, I went <clears throat> I went golfing with a friend last week. I've been kind of looking for a new golf bag for, I don't know, five years, seven years, something like that. I've had the same golf bag since approximately 2007 when I bought the one I currently have. And it wasn't particularly nice when I bought it. It's a Nike stand bag, and it's just fine. Um, but it wasn't particularly nice when I bought it. And now like, you know, the zipper, the zipper connections, you know, you've got those string plus plastic mm -hmm. zipper poles, mm -hmm. they've all fallen apart and the zippers are all kind of like grimy and they stick and the bag's dirty as shit. And it's, it was just never nice. And now it's not nice and old. So I've been looking for a bag and, but, but casually, right? Cause it's like. I don't want to buy another golf bag mm -hmm. because the one I have still carries my golf clubs and it's comfortable. It, you know, if the straps were bad or uncomfortable, I wouldn't, I would go get a new one, but it's comfortable. It does everything it's supposed to do without any actual limitations, but nonetheless been sort of in the market. And I went golfing with a friend this last Friday and he had a new bag. He had just bought a new bag and it's a bag from a company called Jones and I think Jones is a relatively new company, but, you know, came out, I think, in the 80s or 90s. And they sort of do um, they sort of do golf like in the way of Laurier or something, right, where they make really sort of classically styled stuff that's modern and good and awesome. And so he had this the name of the bag he had. Uh, so you can look it up and we'll put it in the show notes, but is the Jones Utility Trooper. And he had a limited edition or a collab version of this bag with like black and camo. It looked pretty cool. Um, but you can get these. They come in navy and sand. And I think you can get them in white or black and maybe a couple of other colors. Uh, but it's all it is is a very sort of normal, simple, modern stand bag. But it looks like a bag that was probably made in the 70s or perhaps the 80s. Uh, it's modern materials, but it's just got this classic aesthetic. And functionally, I was like, fuck, this bag is really, really great. It's not cheap. I think they come in at about 240 mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not cheap, but it's also like high end enough that I was like, oh, well, that's a decent upgrade. You know, for a new golf bag, you're going to spend 160 bucks or 150 bucks minimum on just a normal ping or whatever bag you want to get a sun mountain you're 250 so it, it costs the same as these other entry-level bags um and i was really really compelled i haven't pulled the trigger on one yet does it have a cooler pocket i was uh, gonna ask have... that same question that's important <laughs> it, it does have a cooler pocket it's also got some there's some optional functionality for cell phone um, I think there's like a blue, they sell like a Bluetooth clip thing that you can put on it. So it is very much a modern 
golf bag with all the modern functions. Um, but in this really classically styled uh, iteration. And so I just thought it's a company I hadn't really heard of. And it's a kind of company that I like to hear about. So if you haven't heard of Jones, check out Jones golf bags. They've got stand bags and cart bags, depending on how you golf. Uh, they've got a Sunday bag too that's pretty compelling. But do you walk when you golf? I walk. I carry. Yeah, that's foolish. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a walker. Yeah. So, but if you're if you're a cart guy, they they sell cart bags, um, and I think kind of you can figure out what you want, right? It's like anything else. This is going to be the uh, super personal decision. The one limitation, it does have a double strap, a backpack style strap option. Uh, I've heard some people don't love their backpack straps. Hmm. Uh, so something to think about. Um, Looks like you can take them off pretty easily. Yeah, they you can convert it to a single strap pretty easily. So if that's your if that's your deal or if you're a part-time walker or whatever, you're just a single strap guy, that's definitely a great choice. Uh, if you're a dedicated, high-end, functional backpack strap guy, this may not be the best choice, but it looked to me like... I would be happy with the way the backpack straps function. So that's my other thing. Ready for mine? Andrew, what do you got? It's another thing we've already talked about. But there's a change. Mine is the Amazon Prime original show, The Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I talked about this. You did. You're recycling my other thing. I am. But I'm recycling it with, I just binged it. It is as good as ever promised it would be. But important note, if you're going to binge it, do it now. Do it soon, because September 4th, Season 2 is coming out. Yes. Can't wait. And there's a good cliffhanger right at the end of the season. Yes. And I, I watched the trailer today, and I'm I'm ready. I need it. I want it now. And I hope Amazon just drops the entire season like Netflix does. I think that's the plan, yeah. I've watched a couple Amazon shows where they I, I, feel, I have memory. I can't say this with absolute certainty, but I feel like I remember some Amazon shows that I had to watch every week, that they were dropping them weekly. I think they were doing that when they first started coming out with originals. They did that with, for sure, Jack Ryan. Because I remember watching three oh, episodes and being like, what the fuck? I can't watch them all. Like, what? No. Give me episode four. You know, there's some there's some philosophy happening there. We're, we're sort of looking at the modernization of the release of shows as far as that goes. But, and it's interesting. <clears throat> HBO is obviously very committed to the seasonal uh, or mm-hmm. to the episodic release. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's interesting to see how that's going to play out. You don't hear a lot about it uh, in terms of people aren't criticizing HBO for the way they release this stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting. I they, think in the next five years, yeah. we're probably going to see that play out. I mean, I hope so, because one of the things that I don't like about Netflix is they drop the entire season at once and I watch it in a weekend. And I'm like, well, now I have a year. Yeah, it, it, it a ruins a weekend and B not ruins, but, but it takes the whole weekend. It takes the weekend yeah. and B leaves you really wanting well and then you have to rewatch everything before the next release it's been a year since you saw the last episode yep. yeah we do that with stranger things we watch the entire series and then when like we we plan it out before the season release and then we just we put the pedal down we watch it as fast as we possibly can i think we watched most of season two three times because we couldn't remember if we'd watched it and i was like i don't remember how this ends so i think we watched most of season two three times <laughs> yeah of stranger things yeah, the boys, man. It's good. It's a really good show. It's good. It's it was better than Umbrella Academy. I didn't watch that. And you, it, way it's different. Wor- it's way worth, different than Umbrella Academy. But way, I liked it a lot more. <clears throat> and get on Umbrella Academy because there's two seasons now. You can binge for a week. I like and it. And it's really fun. It's it really is. fun. It's it, super fun. It's it, a little bit softer. It's it's more tongue in cheek. A little bit lighter than the boys. The boys is is tongue in cheek, but it's also kind of heavy. It's, it's the boys is like an adult show. It's, it's brutal. Like sure. Yeah, I mean it's it starts out brutal. I'm not gonna say anything, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean it's yes, it gets right to it. Yeah, yeah. There was no no lag time there. You're like, whoa, this is where we are. <laughs> Those are disconnected body parts. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was one of the coolest shots I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it actually, I think the greatest. I think the the this is a uh, I think this is a reasonable segment, but you guys can can criticize it if you want. I think the greatest moment in television history is the final episode of season four of Breaking Bad. Uh, Gus Fring is involved. Mm. Gus Fring is involved. That's all I'll say yep. about it. 
A, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, please do watch it. Yeah, what are you doing with your life? It's not the greatest of anything, but it's so good. But the final moment of season four, in my mind, is the greatest. So people had thoughts about Nikki. People had, <laughs> oh my gosh, my other thing from last week elicited a lot of commentary. Um, what was your other thing last week? Well, it was Nicki Minaj's verse from oh, Kanye yeah. West Monster. So uh, people had thoughts, and they were by and large uh, good thoughts. Uh, you, you know, everybody's got this is a super subjective, right? Uh, but yeah, people had thoughts. So in my mind, the final moment of Breaking Bad season four is the greatest moment in television history because the way it left me, I I remember looking at Kim. Both of us sort of looking at each other and just like sort of hands splayed to the side and eyes wide and like, holy shit, did that just happen? That was so fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you can never get it back. I remember, uh, so I didn't watch that show when it was on. I started watching it right when the last season started. So I binged all the way up to that. And I remember when that happened and I knew the season was over. And I could immediately start the next season. But I just remember saying, I was like, I can't imagine watching that on TV. And like live. <laughs> just having to wait. Yeah. Like I was like, <laughs> like man, I'm so happy I'm doing this this way. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. When new shows come out, I try to avoid them for You got to wait. You got to yeah. wait. Yeah, so I, can I do that too. And, and yep. connect to season two. So I guess... Here we are, and an hour and eleven without a topic. We've we've managed to fill. We've done it. One point one point two hours. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add? Will I'll invite you uh, as the editor in chief. I think I'm good. Okay, <laughs> Andrew. What about you? You got anything you want to add? Nah. Well, on that note, then I guess I will thank you all for joining us for this episode of Forty and Twenty. Uh, excuse me, Forty and Twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. We got the bots in the house. Uh, Check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 or at the watch clicker. That's where we post all the pictures. You're going to get all the information about what's happening on the website or on the podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show and or the, the website, check us out on patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's where we get all of our website hosting money and our podcast hosting money. And don't forget to check us out next week for another episode of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.